after I came down with COVID-19, my hair started falling out. I loved my hair. My hair was full, it was curly, and I was not ready to lose my hair. So I used my integrative knowledge to start treating my hair loss. I took five steps to grow my hair back in six months, and today I'm gonna share you with what I did. I'm Dr. Jake, I'm a naturopathic medical doctor and integrative physician. On this channel, I share with you how I can heal your body down to the root causes without any harmful drugs or surgery. Be sure to subscribe for more videos like this one. Okay, let's jump in. So in October 2021, I got COVID-19 and three months later, I started losing tons of my hair. I'm here today with my co-host, Teresa, to talk about my personal experience with COVID-19, taking my hair, and what I did to grow it back in six months. Wow, six months. You know, this is, I think, a really important episode because it has been something that I've been hearing a lot about as part of like the long, long haul COVID experience. And it's hitting both sides. I mean, not just men, but women as well. And, you know, some people have just been dealing with it and, and they, they haven't been able to grow it back. But they don't have the knowledge that you have when it comes to how to regenerate the body. And so hearing from a doctor like yourself, who's an integrative physician, also a person, a human with thoughts and feelings, and, you know, hey, I liked my hair. I'm really sad that it was gone, you know, seeing how somebody like yourself was able to approach it and to be able to get it back within that six months. So really looking forward to hearing your story. Let's just start from the top. Why don't you just start with, you know, telling us about, you know, when you got COVID and how, how how soon did the, you know, how soon did your hair start falling out? And we'll go from there. I got COVID-19 in October, 2021. It was a little bit worse than I really expected. I knew everything I could do to really treat it effectively. I've treated a lot of patients with COVID-19, but I dealt with it for seven days, had fevers off and on, but I didn't really get any post COVID symptoms. I did get some brain fog for about two to four weeks, did a lot of treatments for that. Maybe we could do another video and podcast on that, what I did for my brain. But in about three months after COVID, I started noticing that my hair was falling out. I first noticed it that I was washing my hair and I saw a ton of clumps of hair on my hands. And I've never seen that before. I'm like, what's going on here? And then it just kept on happening. I started losing hair on my pillow. I started losing hair when I took my shirt off. And I was just like, wow, if this keeps on going, I'm going to be a bald guy. And I really don't want to lose my hair because the hair is a big piece of my identity. I've had curly, thick hair my entire life. And I've I started having to shave my head like a lot of guys have to. I think it would really change things. So I got a little scared of what was going on. Fortunately, I did had been treating a lot of patients for post-COVID hair loss. So I had a good idea what we needed to do. Also, I already had a good expertise on helping a lot of men and women that were already going through hair loss before even COVID-19 came on board. So I had a good idea what I needed to do to really treat it effectively. Now, when the hair started falling out, how long did it take for it to click? This is COVID-19 effects, or did you have to kind of go through some deductive reasoning for a couple of days before you figured that out? You know, I had been treating, it took me a while to be able to really figure out if it was absolutely COVID-19, but it didn't take too long because I already had been entrenched with this. It's not like it was a new thing to me. I knew that there was a possibility that I could lose my hair. I really didn't think it was going to happen to me. I was seeing post-COVID hair loss happen to people that were having more severe symptoms than I experienced. So I didn't really think it was going to happen. So it took me probably about a week to really be like, this is definitely post-COVID hair loss and I need to get on top of this or I'm going to lose all my hair. 
All right. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to kind of figure that out pretty quickly before it got worse. Let's go through your process. How did, what, what were the initial things that you started to do in order to get your hair growing back? And what additions did you make or changes along the way as you were going through your process? So let's talk about what I did to treat my post COVID-19 hair loss. So a big piece of the hair loss with COVID-19 is that it's a big stressor on the body to get COVID. Even if you don't have severe symptoms, your body's going through all these inflammatory changes, really increasing your immune response, increasing a lot of cortisol. And when this happens, when you have this stress response, it causes this inflammatory response to occur in the follicle of the hair and your hair starts falling out. So a big piece of what we wanna go after is we want to do treatments to decrease the stress response. So a big treatment that I did to help with this is ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is great on decreasing cortisol and balancing out the cortisol response that's happening. And it helps draw out the cortisol out of the follicle that helps with the hair loss. Also is really good on balancing out testosterone levels. And that can be a piece of why some people lose their hair because they have too high or too low of testosterone levels when they get COVID-19 and then their hair loss happens because of that. So ashwagandha is one of my favorite herbs that I have used to, for post-COVID hair loss. I also use it a lot with not just post-COVID hair loss, but just regular hair loss that happens in, in men and women. Another piece of what happens with COVID-19 is it is a virus and it is a bad chronic virus. It likes to enter inside our cells and cause trauma to our mitochondrial function. And our hair follicle is made up of a lot of mitochondria too. So if you damage that mitochondrial function, the hair follicle is not able to work as well and be able to make the hair as well. So it slows down and then you start losing your hair. So a lot of the treatments that I did is to support mitochondrial function. And what I did for myself is I used acetylarcarnitine, CoQ10, alpha lipoic acid, and then I used some anti-inflammatory treatments like turmeric, which is a great mitochondrial stimulant, but it's also really awesome at decreasing inflammation at the hair follicle, which is a big piece too. And then I use some biotin, which is needed just to help stimulate that hair growth. So I did that. So that was my whole protocol that I did with oral treatments is I did treatments to support the mitochondria, treatments to help support the hair growth, and then treatments to decrease that cortisol response. First, let's back up a little bit. How long did it take for your hair to get its worst? And then how long did it take before you started seeing the first few sprouts of hair coming back with this treatment? Like I said, I lost my hair about three months after. It started getting full blown, really getting bad probably six weeks after that. I actually started noticing, wow, my hair starting to get a lot thinner than it was. I started to change my hairstyle because I started cutting it shorter because it was showing off too much when my hair was longer. So I started having a shorter haircut. I thought I started looking kind of like a, a weirdo with my new haircut, but that's what happened there. And then I started noticing little scraps, a little hair. Fall. Let's talk about actually when the hair started falling out. And then when I actually started seeing the little scraps, it took about two months of treatment for my hair to actually stop falling out. It wow. did start to slow down after about three or four weeks, but then actually stopped falling out about two weeks after that. And really 
all these treatments were working really well, but I think the thing that absolutely stopped it all together is I actually got some good sunshine. I went to the beach, I went to Florida, and I got awesome sunshine. I got the fresh air, I got the sun, I got the breeze, I got the salt water, and that's when it absolutely stopped altogether. And then actually seeing little sprigs of hair coming out about four weeks after that, okay. I actually start seeing hair start showing up. So when, with your Florida trip, do you think that that was it because like vitamin D is necessary for, for growing hair or was it the effects of your possibly de-stressing, you know, being at the beach and your cortisol levels dropping? What do you think was so biologically important about that Florida trip? So yeah, there's a lot of things happening and I started recommending this to all my patients that they needed to get good sun exposure. A lot of my patients were coming in during winter time. So I was actually recommending that they go take vacations for like a week or so because you need to get that sun exposure. One piece is the vitamin D, but also the cellular responses that happen when the sun actually hits the scalp. So I haven't talked about this and this is something we need to talk about too is I did some antimicrobial treatments to help treat my hair also. I forgot about that is I did an antimicrobial shampoo that I used. It was created by Dr. Christopher's. It has some phytum in there and has other herbs that help regenerate hair stimulation, but also has antimicrobial aspects to it. So when the UV light hits the scalp and goes through the hair, it actually is killing any microbes that might be there. There's a reactivation of certain bugs. This might sound a little gross, but a lot of people losing hair has certain microbes on their hair. And when you get COVID-19, it can reactivate these microbes and that can make the hair loss fall out too. So it was a piece of the increased vitamin D, the UV light hitting the, the microbes, also the de-stressor that was happening and also the fresh air was ha was improving that. But also there's increase of nitric oxide production when the sun hits your skin and the nitric oxide increases throughout your entire body. And that increases blood flow and circulation and oxygenation, improving the oxygenation, getting into my hair follicle, helping the mitochondria to function appropriately and leading to the hair stopping and then the hair growth. That's so interesting because, you know, when I was growing up, there was a lot what I thought was a wives tale that I believed it, but it's just because I was a girl and I didn't, you know, I just, people just say it. So that's what I believed, but I'm listening to you going, there's some truth to it, but summertime for girls was the time where we grew our hair long. Like mm -hmm. it was kind of just like this thing that you yeah. just know. Oh, hey, I'm going to go for summer and I'm going to, I were, the joke was that you go and you use just during the summertime and you use horse conditioner on your hair. I don't know. I don't know what okay. that was. All right. But we would go uh -huh. to like the, the, we would go to the feed store and buy horse conditioner. And okay. the, the theory was you would use the horse conditioner and during summer, your hair grows faster and longer than any other time of the year. And I swore on it. It totally worked. Every summer I can really get a few extra inches on my hair than any other time of year. But now I'm listening to you and I'm wondering if it, I, I'm sure it had nothing to do with the horse conditioner and <laughs> 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 everything to do with this UV light that you're talking about hitting my scalp and the, you know, reduced cortisol from being in school all year long and, and the mm. warmth on the skin and all of that. It's just fascinating. Yeah. So vacation, take a vacation, help grow your hair back. So, a sunny vacation. Yeah. A sunny, a sunny sunshine beach vacation. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so you started seeing the, it, it, a lot of this helps stop the falling out of your hair. And then within time you started seeing the actual growth coming back. When did you stop? Like at what point did, or maybe you were just continuing, like 
at what point did you stop taking these supplements and how long officially afterward did it completely all grow back? So let's talk about how long did I take the supplements and when did I stop the supplements? So I took the supplements for six months of treatment. So the ashwagandha, the mitochondrial treatments, the shampoo that I use, I actually still use that shampoo. I found it. It's an all natural shampoo and I love it. So I still use it, but I would have stopped about after six months. That's when I started seeing my hair wasn't falling out anymore. I started seeing hair follicles start coming back. So the whole protocol altogether was a six month worth of treatment. So we talked about just the oral supplements. So me knowing all of the things I do, I got really aggressive and I did, I do this with my patients too, that came in with post COVID hair loss because I have seen horrible post-COVID hair loss. I've seen people lose all of their hair with this. So I re became really aggressive on treating it. So I actually started doing IV nutrient therapy drips, IV nutrient therapy with amino acids that will help support the stress response and help stimulate regeneration and healing. And I also started using glutathione IV also with that, that's antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, stimulating mitochondrial function. And then I also did hyperbaric oxygen therapy to get that oxygen back into that hair for alkalis, stimulate regeneration and healing. So I forgot about mentioning that. Those are some treatments that I did to help stimulate my hair growth too. And I did that, those intensive treatments for about two or three months. And then three months after that, I took just the supplements and then yeah six months all together worth of all these treatments that I did my hair actually started becoming coming back to normal would you say that did it make your hair even better than it was before or just where it was before did these treatments make my hair more lush and better than it was before that is a good question i actually changed my hairstyle a little bit and i started i used to do more of a wavy style and i changed it more to a curly style during this time so i would say i like my hair more now than i did back then but it is, I think it is probably thicker than it's ever been, honestly, than before getting COVID. I started noticing that I was losing hair in my widow's peak, especially on the right side. And I really don't see that as much anymore. So I, I, I think it has improved from where it was. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, you know, this could be an incredible treatment, not just for someone who's lo losing hair and trying to prevent hair loss, but even somebody who's just wanting to, you know, take their hair to the next level. Don't, they don't sure. want to you know, go get some hair extensions or something like that. Mm -hmm. They want some thicker, mm -hmm. lusher hair that they could do some of these things to even work on just to enhance what they already have, maybe increase some youthful looking hair mm -hmm. uh, yeah. can happen. Now, let's just say this. You said that you have worked with some patients who had a, a significantly worse hair loss mm -hmm. than you. For, for people who have had that significantly worse case, how long did it take for your patients with those troubles to grip, to get their hair to grow back? Did their hair actually get back to 100% normal? How did that they compare to yours? And then I would also like to ask, did you do any additional treatments with those types of patients that you didn't do with yourself because you just didn't need to? So patients that have worse hair loss than me that actually lost all their hair, how long does it take for them to get treatment and get results? And what did I do? What did I do for them? So it takes longer typically to start seeing, no, it's about similar to stop, to stop the hair loss. So about 
four to eight weeks, we could see the hair actually stop altogether and stop losing the hair. Now, what takes longer is actually getting the hair to start coming back because they've got they've got some scarring going on. They've lost all their hair. They, there's a lot of inflammation going on. There's a huge autoimmune response happening. And that's why they're losing all their hair. So we have to work on calming that immune response down, the autoimmune reaction that's happening. And it takes a while. So I usually start seeing people see little specks of hair growing out when they've lost all their hair and we're dealing with all these autoimmune changes. In about six months, I start seeing a little bit of hair coming back. And then I've seen their hair come back to mostly its normal state, but not quite there in about a year. And then it could take even up to two years to get all the way back to their full lush hair they had before. Some people had so much scarring in a certain area of the scalp that didn't grow back very well. So they have some thinning in there, but they have a hair that's covering that up and it still looks good. Once they're scarring to the follicle, there's nothing we can do. So the earlier you could get on top of this and actually get it under control, the better success that we can have. What do you mean by scarring? Yeah, so so the follicle gets damaged, it gets inflamed, it degenerates, and then it forms a scar like you scrape your arm. It forms that scar there and, it, and all that scar tissue forms. Scar tissue forms on the hair follicle and now it doesn't work at all. It's just a scar and the, the hair follicle is totally dead. Interesting. I had no idea that hair loss could actually create scars on your on your head. Are these visible to the naked no, eye? No, no. You, yeah, usually no. You're not going to see those. It just looks like a bald spot. So the follicle is deeper in. So usually no, you're not going to see actually a scar. Even though I have seen some scarring actually show up when there's severe autoimmune reactions happening, like in COVID-19. So for people who might have taken drastic measures like a hair transplant... Mm -hmm. uh, that could be it's probably its own episode here but in regards to what you're talking about with the scarring and so forth how does how does a hair transplant then bypass a scar i mean wouldn't it make more scars to me it would make more scars i mean you're, you're scraping scalp and adding follicles in what does a hair transplant do when you've actually had scarring of the scalp so how what works with this is it actually takes follicles from other parts of your body many times in men like underneath their chin and their beard area and they put that on your scalp and you actually start growing like that hair on your scalp. So it's not the same exact hair as you had before. It's more like the beard hair or other areas of your body where you have hair follicles and they put it there and you start growing hair from that. So they're actually implanting that hair follicle in the scalp to grow hair. And so then they're using the unscarred follicles of the other parts of the body. You're implanting a new hair follicle in the scalp fascinating. Yeah. Dr. Mm -hmm. Jake, thank you so much for all of your knowledge. If someone's listening right here and, you know, man or woman, they've struggled with hair loss, you know, from COVID-19 or maybe some other conditions, you know, lupus and things like that that can affect your hair. And they want to start working on rebuilding their hair. They don't want to go to extremes like getting a hair transplant. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So if you want to set up an appointment with me or some of my other awesome doctors that we here have at Integrative Medica, visit our website, integrativemedica.com. You can set up virtually online. You can set up, find that, click on that, fill out all the paperwork and set it up that way. Also, you could call our receptionist and set up an appointment through them and you can set it up with me or some of my other doctors. Wonderful. Thank you everyone for listening. If you liked today's episode, please let us know by leaving us a positive review. We are going to put in the show notes the supplements that Dr. Jake referenced today and we look forward to hearing from you and seeing you on a future episode. Thank you.
Hey, Dr. Jake, thank you for your time today. And if you enjoyed the show, then do us a favor and leave a review. It helps more people to find the show, which could save their life. And remember, this is a podcast and should not replace personalized attention from a medical professional like Dr. Jake. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, cancer of any stage, or a life-changing illness, visit our website today and schedule a virtual appointment with one of our doctors who can lead you to a treatment plan in your area. That's integrativemedica.com. Integrativemedica.com. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. Jake. To hear past episodes and get alerts for the future, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and be sure to follow us on YouTube as well. Just search for Integrative